Play fake. Young goes deep middle. He's got Jerry Rice. Touchdown 49ers. Welcome to another edition of the 49ers Family Podcast, where three generations of 49ers fans break down the game each week and hear from Grandpa Mike as he shares personal experiences since he became a fan in 1949. My name is Josh. I'm here with my dad, Jared, and my grandpa, Mike, and we are a 49ers family. Okay. It's always easier to do this when we're coming off of a win. And I think our listeners also appreciate coming off a win um, because our, our listenership, if that's a word, we get way more listens after a win than after a loss. And I can relate to that. I, I, I takes me a few days to kind of like all right swallow the last loss and then we kind of look look to the next one um but this one should be a fun one to break down and a fun one to preview as well how do you, how are you guys feeling feeling good josh um it was it was certainly a struggle i mean when you think back the um we we were favored by seven the chargers were really banged up um, both their starting wideouts didn't play, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Their defensive line was a mess. They were given up 5.7 yards a rush, you know. So you went in saying, okay, we're going to, you know, just rock and roll. It was yeah. a battle. We were swimming uphill for much of the game. And we won. So it's, it's just winning, you know. That's the important thing. It doesn't matter how pretty it is. You want it to be powerful and pretty, but we can say that this year we swept Los Angeles. That's, that's so true. Two against the Rams and one against the Chargers. So that feels good. Um, but as we all know, the defense won the game, um, just like the Ram game. Um, D'Amico Ryans does something at halftime. I'm not sure what he does, but the opponent does nothing in the second half. The Chargers, I think, gained 52 yards, three first downs, and zero points in the second half. So, um, and then the, we, you know, we had five trips inside the 10, and we scored 22 points. So we've got a, the red zone, we've got to work on that. We were two for five, and we're 55% in the red zone this year. So. Um, we've got to get that last yard. We rolled down the field and hit a stone wall. So yeah. it's a win. Um, and we gained a game on Seattle. Yeah. So I feel uh, like that's, that's huge. I mean, we don't, uh, it's not in our, our notes, but yes, yeah, Seattle lost and, uh, you know, lost in Munich to the Bucks. Uh, that was pretty right. cool that they were in Munich. Uh, but love to see yeah. them lose because, yeah, we can gain a game on them. Because really, when you look at the playoff standings, and the playoffs are a ways away, a lot has to happen between now and then. But right now, we're slotted in the seventh seed, I'm pretty sure. Um, and if we can win the NFC West, we will most likely be, it looks like, about a three seed, um, depending on, once again, how the records shake out at the end of the year. That's a difference of four spots. Um, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah. So we, we got to... We got to win the games. Going back to our conversation last week, we got to win the games we're supposed to win, and and even more importantly, that game uh, against Seattle is going to be a big one. Um, it's going to be a big one. Dad, how are you doing? 
I'm doing good. I thought it was uh, a nail biter of a game. It made me a little nervous. Um, we uh, just, our failure to convert into the red zone just kind of at times just, or, or stall, I guess, if you will, and have to take a field goal that kind of was a little bit stressful. Um, but uh, it was, it was a win. It felt good. Um, it was the first time that uh, Shanahan had the keys to his new Lamborghini with uh, McCaffrey and Debo uh, healthy and Mitchell healthy. Uh, and we had Kittle and Ayuk out there. I mean, we just have a lot of weapons. And uh, I think it was the beginning, uh, the second half of the season. And um, I think we're just going to get things rolling. I think it was a good little um, a start to the second half of the season and everything looks good. Everybody's healthy and we're going to keep it, keep it going. So very optimistic and excited to, to uh, give, uh, give it a little gas. You know, we need to put a sure. few more points on the board. I think that's pretty unanimous, but I'm feeling really good and optimistic and look forward to our next game against the Cardinals here on, on Monday. So yeah, I, and we talked about this when we uh, you called me after the game. We were kind of breaking it down that it did feel like that, it, and it didn't feel like it was obvious that we haven't hit our stride. Is the first game where we had everybody healthy. I mean, Juice was back, Devo mm -hmm. was back, Mitchell was back, and then you got the other three um, uh, or two, whatever, of Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Um, and Brandon Ayuk, shoot, um, he once again had another 80 yard plus game. Should have had more because he dropped that touchdown. Um, yeah. But, but uh, another great game from him. And so it did look, literally look like <laughs> to the untrained eye, Shanahan is figuring this out. Um, even Jimmy was figuring that, this out. There were a couple plays where it was an RPO, uh, meaning that it was either a run, run play to Christian McCaffrey or a pathway into the flat or even kind of um, behind uh, to Debo. And if you look at the film, and of course they're going to break down the film, they have like 10 guys that like scour the film. If he threw to Debo, it was most likely going to be a touchdown. Um, the defense totally ate up that run pass option. And it was two guys. And as we know, we're a good run blocking team from a wide receiver perspective. Um, and Debo would have easily gotten around the corner and had a big play. Would, would it have been a touchdown? I don't know. Um, but there are two times that, that we missed that opportunity. And so that's going to show in the film and different things. You know, I think we're, we're going to see this kind of evolve. Um, something that I think uh, we also discussed was just the utilization of Christian McCaffrey um, versus Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell uh, looked great. Uh, what did you have? Like 18 carries for 89 yards. Uh, I think I saw that. That's fantastic. In his first game back, he looked good. Uh, people are saying, and I agree, he looked skinny. He was getting through those holes and boom, 10 yards. Um, that, that was looking great. But he... He, um, even though he had 18 carries for 85 yards, he only took 35% of offensive snaps. Christian McCaffrey was on the other side of that, 65% of snaps. Um, but it did feel weird seeing Christian McCaffrey on the sideline. Like uh, the first couple of times I showed him, I was like, is he okay? <laughs> did he get hurt? <laughs> uh, but no, he, he's fine. Um, he's just not in that play. Uh, so a lot to figure out. Um, but 
Um, and I think that's why the end of the game ended up being so close. As Grandpa said, you know, got within the 10 yard or inside the 10 yard line five times, ended up with two touchdowns. Yikes. Uh, it felt like we were kind of forcing a little bit. We were figuring it out. Um, I hope to see see um, some improvement here in this next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be exciting. Somebody ahead. to get that last yard. Um, it, we need a, you know, a, a big back. Just we've got to be able to, you know, when we need it's third and one or fourth and one or we're at the goal line, we need to get that yard. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, it's, um, it's a big, it's a big uh, thing. You got to score when you have those opportunities. It shouldn't have been this close. Um, it really, it really shouldn't have that dropped into um, drop touchdown by Brandon Ayuk uh, and then the inability to get in the end zone. And as we know, like it or hate it, um, love it or hate it, Kyle Shanahan is a conservative play caller. And so if we don't get it on, you know, third and two, uh, meaning third and third in goal from the two, he's going to take the three points every single time. Other coaches would gamble yeah, and go yeah. for the seven, uh, but not Kyle. Yeah. And that, that's okay. Um, had we scored touchdowns to those three, times the score would have been 34 to 16 and a very comfortable win it wasn't comfortable yep. and yeah until we intercepted with a minute to go you said okay we thought we won the game even even then i mean they got fourth and three uh from whatever their own 10 yard line or so and it was just like Oh, we stopped them on third down. Sweet. Oh, wait. Yeah, they're of course they're gonna go for it on fourth down. I mean, they could have, but it could have could have funded that would have been kind of weird. Um, but it made more sense to go for it on fourth and three, and it was hold your breath again. Uh yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, Abir is good. He is a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he um, is good. He's good. We, yeah. But let's let's talk about him because he was held to a season low 196 yards and a QB rating of 73. Um, what did we do? <laughs> All right, let's let's again. Um, what did we do in the second half to really slow him down? Or hot take here, was it the hit that Dre Greenlaw put on him that made him a little jumpy uh, and he didn't play as well in the second half? Well, that could be, I, I don't know. I, he seemed okay. But one of the interesting things, um, Nick Bosa is such a force that <clears throat> he played like the first seven plays and we put a lot of pressure on them. And then he came out for one play and they hit that 32 yard pass for a touchdown. Oh, I actually didn't even catch it. Bosa was out of the game and then so as a result, Bosa only missed two plays um, the whole game. He he played 57 of the 59 plays, and we just put a lot of pressure on him. So we hurried him, um, and I, you know, D'Amico Ryans does something at halftime. I don't know what it is, but it's it's magic. I mean... The Rams did nothing the second half, and the Chargers did nothing. 
when they were moving the first half. So I know against the Rams, he took the screen away. Yeah. Against the Chargers, I'm not sure what he took away, but um, it was very effective. It was. I mean, looking at the box score, uh, we as we kind of noted last week, they love to pass the ball. They only had 16 rush attempts. Uh, that's on the low side of kind of NFL averages. We had 41. Uh, we ran it a lot. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, they had 3.2 yards per carry. We had 3.8. So not too much of a difference there. You want to be obviously kind of north of four. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I do think that that Dre Greenlaw hit did have something to the effect of Justin Herbert didn't want to get hit again. Uh, and whether it was Dre Greenlaw or it was the line, I mean, shout out to those guys. They they played great. Um, only one, you know, first day starter out there with Nick Bosa and the others were filling in. Jordan Willis uh, played his butt off. Uh, he only played himself, I think, like something like 38% of the defensive snaps. But the influence he had on those snaps was huge. Um, so they're kind of getting him, getting him back into it. Uh, but I really like to see liked what I saw out of Jordan Willis. Uh, and I do think that pressure as you know, well noted, and it's part of the philosophy of Shanahan and John Lynch is put pressure on the opposing quarterback, you know, have a super deep defensive line. Thanks to Chris Kosarek and the development he does. We, we have that. Uh, and we, we put the, that pressure on. And I think that was a big difference maker in this game. Yeah. So my offensive player of the game is Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, came, came back after eight weeks and he looked really good. Um, he gained, you know, carried 18 times for 82 yards and he looked quick. Um, and my defensive game ball goes to D'Amico Ryans, our defensive coordinator. I mean, this guy knows what to do. Yep. Those are my players. Those are my game balls. Right on. Dad, what, who would you give your game balls to? Or game, game balls? balls? Yeah, game ball. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, offensively and defensively, um, I guess I'll be honest, probably uh, Nick Bosa, you know, as we talked about him, I think he just that constant pressure that he puts on the quarterback and wears down the offensive line. Um, it, it did change the game in the second half. I think that was the difference, just the amount of pressure that pocket got real small, real fast for Herbert. Um, and then it, it uh, makes the work easier uh, on our DBs um, and uh, our whole pass protection improved. So, um, and then they were paying attention to Eckler as well and um, watching him come out of the backfield a little better versus in that first half. I'm like, watch Eckler, you know? Um, so they were spying on him a little bit more and just, he wasn't getting those easy little, you know, uh, passes to the flats and then yards after catch stuff. So I would say we have to go with Bosa. He's a stud. He was involved in a lot of plays. War Fred Warner played great, though, too. He was uh, uh, pass and run uh, defense, too. So defensively, uh, I felt really good about, about them. And, and I think Jimmy, uh, you know, didn't turn over the ball. Uh, that he, and he's getting, I mean, people around the league really appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo more than most 49er fans in a lot of ways. Um, 
but because he they see Jimmy as somebody who protects the ball well and is actually uh, you know a, a very decent quarterback and he played a good game um, he tends to be somewhat conservative um, and that's why he uh, he doesn't turn over the ball and sometimes why he doesn't get rid of the ball in time or he has to throw it out of bounds because he takes his time and he doesn't have a clean read he doesn't throw the ball you know generally speaking so um but yeah those are some of my thoughts and just kind of since we're just laying it all out there you know keys to the game were red zone efficiency and like one score it would have been almost a 30 point game for us you know what i mean right. one conversion um so we we actually moved the ball fairly well um we threw the ball um very efficiently and we ran decently you know um uh the other thing was early uh what did I write down? Early down efficiency. You know, our first and second downs, we were not efficient. We were too many times where we third and five, third and six, third and seven. And we were obviously put in a pass situation and we got out of several of them. Actually, we made a good throw to Debo on a third and long, I think it was, and, and even Kittle and one. So Kittle and Juwan Jennings. Um, yeah. So, and we passed very well. And, and, um, uh, and all the analytics through this season so far, we are a pass strong uh, offense, uh, the way our defensive line plays. And then we have great weapons. We are a yak team is what I like to say, a yards after catch team, whether it's a Kittle and a Uke or a Debo in the flats or a Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. We get our playmakers in space, get them the ball in space. I don't care if it's, three yards behind the line of scrimmage, get them the ball in space. And we have what every team dreams of, the, the playmakers yards after catch. We're not a deep ball team. I guess Danny Gray sprained his ankle. So our little speedster to give a little threat to our safety. I mean, the safeties in this game, uh, the deep corners, they, they're like, they're just coming forward for a run every time because nothing's getting behind them. There's nobody running past them, you know, so yeah. um, very predictable. So hopefully we can open up the game a little more and improve our first and second down efficiency. And really what it comes down to is we ran the ball 41 times and we ran the ball in first and second down. So we had to pass on the third down. Yeah. And that's also what stalled us in the red zone. We have to loosen up a little bit. And, and I think once they look at the film and look at the field and see what we're good at. I think we need to go to the air a little bit more. We have a threat on run, um, uh, our running game, but we need to we need to open it up passing. That's actually, um, I think it was Lombardi because I always listen to him, but he was saying we're like the number one offense. The yeah, since McCaffrey joined the Niners. Yeah, DVOA. I mean and the DVOA were number one. I mean, and in passing, we're stronger in passing than running, even with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey adds to our passing game. You know, he is another another weapon. So I'm just going to keep harping. And we throw the ball more, we're going to win more. I mean, we're going to put up more points. I mean, that's the bottom line. We need to run, control the game. So those were a couple things. Kittle only had two targets. I mean, and in one catch and he you know he got 10 yards after that catch and he's a beast uh so we could you know 
there's a lot of opportunity that we still have, which is for just. Sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you hit right on it, but my game ball is going to go to Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy is playing great this year. Uh, what he is known for, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you know, from his last few years is making that one mistake, boneheaded mistake, bad read. Why did you throw it there type throw every single game that, that kind of takes points off the board, maybe because of the turnover or whatever. Uh, he hasn't done that. He's been better with the ball this year. Um, and I think that is one of the reasons why, um, yeah, his energy is down. Um, and also, our, like you just said, Dad, that our uh, passing offense is actually outpacing our rushing offense, which I don't think anybody would have guessed that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we have great receiver threats, but Kyle Shanahan likes to run the ball. Um, he likes to control the game, uh, control the pace. Uh, with, there's nothing wrong with that. And perhaps, you know, if you asked him, he would say, well, I think it's partially because we do run the ball and then we pass and the run sets up the pass, you know, that, that could be a factor. Um, but, you know, I think it just props to Jimmy for not making that one mistake because if he did in this game, mm -hmm. that's the difference. We yeah. Have yeah. Lost. Um, we yeah. might have lost the game. Yeah. So, He's that. only thrown four, four interceptions all year. Awesome. And so that's that's wonderful. The um, the long pass to Ray Ray McLeod was a broken play. That was yeah, beautiful. Was, that was a dime. Yeah, that was. But he he that was his third read. He said the first two guys were covered, and I looked downfield, and bam. So that, that was, was awesome. that was nice. Um, Right in the bucket. Yeah, so it's a good win. We're five and four. The first time this year we've been over 500. It took us nine games. Um, but on we go to Mexico City. Mexico City, baby. La Ciudad de Mexico, yeah. El DF. Um, Just they call it El DF, 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 El Distrito Federal. It's the federal district because that's their capital. Um, that's what they call it. But yeah, cool. big, big game. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Monday night football. Got to love it. Aztec Stadium, just this humongous old stadium. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just known to be one of the best venues. Um, super, it was built super in 1966. Cool. So yeah. it's interesting. Um, you know, the NFL has been playing these international games, mainly in London. They went to uh, Germany last week with Tampa and Seattle for the first time. But the first international game ever played was in 2005, and it was the 49ers and the Cardinals oh. in Mexico City. Oh, that's a cool um, piece. And, and the stadium, as, is it Aztec Stadium? Yep. Um, it holds 87,000. For that game, there was 103,000. I mean, and they love it. And you were telling me earlier, Josh, that the, um, and I don't know how they figure this out, but that on Monday night, next Monday night, the 82% of the fans are going to be Niner fans. How they know that, I don't know. They The same thing happened when um, Jared and I went to the Ram game. You know, they said it was going to be 75% Niner fans, and it was. So 
how they figure it out, I don't know because I, my I don't know either. somebody calls in or you know goes online and gets a couple of tickets and puts in their credit card and they don't ask who you're for. <laughs> but anyway, um, so like you've said all along, Josh, this is almost a home game, although it's a cardinal home game. Right. Yeah. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And somebody else pointed out on that fact that you know 82% are gonna be Niners fans that they're not saying that 18% are going to be Cardinals fans. <laughs> they're saying that 82% of the Niners fans, there's going to be a lot of people there just to watch the game that, uh, you know, sure. and there, this is pointed out that Mexico's interest in American football really was uh, garnered and um, kind of cultivated in the nineties when the Niners and the Cowboys were really big. And so a lot of Mexicans fans, and if you go to Mexico, you see the kind of, um the fake merch and stuff that they they make it's a lot of niners it's a lot of cowboys um so honestly it's going to be a lot of niners fans a, a bunch of cowboys fans or um they even they love the raiders too a bunch of raiders fans um and then probably i would say about maybe half of the rest so maybe nine percent are going to be cardinals fans the place is going to be rocking um and it's going to be yeah. going to be so cool yeah going to be so, so the niners this week have been training in Colorado Springs. Um, they flew there on Tuesday and they pra they're practicing there three days this week for the altitude to get used to get acclimated. Um, and then <clears throat> they'll fly to Mexico City. And Mexico City, like we said last week, isn't that far. It's like, it's closer than Cleveland is from the West Coast. So it's not like going to Europe. <clears throat> um, and in the second half of the season, we our air miles are way down. We did a lot of flying the first half. Of course, it was five road games and now just three um, in the second half. But anyway, the Niners are in Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy training and getting used to that thin air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Got to love it. Um, it should be a good game though. Uh, Niners are favored by eight points right now. The over under is set at 45. Uh, so kind of similar, honestly, to the, the game last week against the Chargers, almost, almost exactly the same, um, spread in line. Uh, so yeah. hopefully though, as we just kind of talked about, hopefully we do capitalize on, and on some of those things, some of the mistakes that we made and can put more points on the board this time. All-time series, San Francisco leads uh, the Cardinals 32 games to 29. I was surprised to see it that close, personally. Um, and also surprisingly, Arizona has won 11 of the last 15 meetings. Uh, we did have a little bit of a lull there when we had Chip Kelly and all these coaching changes, and Kyle Shanahan came in and lost a ton of games, which then set us up to get you know, some good players in, in the draft. So not totally surprising, but like, yikes. Uh, they do, you know, in, in these last few years, some, somehow these games are always tight. Uh, Colton McCoy beat us last year. Uh, I just want to just make this game as clean as possible. But we all know that this is the NFL and it's hard to win football games in the NFL. Yeah, and it's be interesting to see who plays quarterback for him because uh, Kyler is – hurt uh, and 
Colt McCoy has an issue or two, I think, too. So I think it's a game time decision or something like that. So yeah, they're both not ruled out. They're both kind of day to day. But what is notable about that is just the practice time. I mean, these are professionals, but yeah. still practicing for the opponent is, is valuable. And it sounds like neither of them are full participants in practice. Uh, they don't have a determined starter right now. So the way that they're splitting up reps and, and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's messing with their, their preparation. Um, so that's, that's a benefit for us, of course. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I'd be surprised if it's not Kyler Murray, uh, but with a hamstring industry, um, injury, yeah, he, he's probably going to play. I just don't think he's going to be as active on his feet as he normally is. Um, I think they're going to try and leverage his arm and kind of moving things around a little bit, but he's not going to break out on any kind of designed runs. Um, I, I would think. Yep. That's um, very likely. Mm -hmm. He's a guy we've had trouble with the last number of years, yep. but also um, just an interesting side note. Um, he's the reason Kyler Murray is the reason we have Nick Bosa. True. So in that draft, what's it, four years ago, um, Arizona went first and they took Kyler Murray and we went second and we had Nick Bosa. So um, thank you, Arizona. Yeah, that was insane. I, I was so shocked to see them do that. But they had just hired Cliff Kingsbury. He wanted his, his QB. The best QB they had at the time was Josh Rosen, who's honestly, I don't think he's even in the league anymore. If so, he's maybe on the practice <laughs> squad. Um, so, and he wanted his QB, so he, he, he got him. But Nick Bosa was projected to be the number one pick up until like two weeks before the draft. Um, right. So we got a number, number one pick at number two, which is great. Um, yeah, we thank you, Arizona, for Nick Bosa. Yeah, he's going to be with us a long time. And he's a Hall of Fame player. He, you know, he's as, he's as good as they get. Oh yeah, I mean, we we break, broke that down a little bit previously in a in an earlier episode when he had another super dis, uh, disruptive game of, you know, is he the best edge rusher the giant and the Giants, uh, the Niners have ever seen, uh, and it's it, he's on track. If he can stay healthy, if we can lock him down long term, he has that potential. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, he's he's a sack master. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this Arizona team, what they're good at, what they're not good at. Um, Grandpa, where do they kind of fall uh, in comparison to the league? Well, um, J.J. Watt plays for him, and he's, he's played most games this year. He has five and a half sacks. And then they have a safety, um, Buda Baker, who is all over the place. He's really good. He leads the teams in tackles. And it's very rare at safety leads right. the team in tackles. That's um, not a good sign, you. actually. <laughs> yeah. See, the Cardinals' defense is ranked 27th. Okay. So that's good. We we will move the ball. We'll score points. Um, Andy Lee is their punter. He used to be our punter, and um, so that. Yeah, they're not a very good defensive team. They have great receivers. Mm -hmm. So they they have three great receivers. I don't know who's going to play quarterback. Um, Colt McCoy last week played. He was also with us once upon a time. That's right. And um, 
he had a great game against the Rams. He completed 70% of his passes and they were moving. He looked very good. I watched the game. Um, but <clears throat> so we'll see who, who plays quarterback. Yep. Arizona last week, for whatever reason, and it was on the road for them in um, SoFi in LA, um, they just were really jacked up and on fire. They were jumping around and just before the game, I went, wow, they're, what, did, what did they just drink? Um, and they played that way. So it'll be interesting Monday night to see them right before kickoff there. They go through this stuff and, um, and they were, they were hyped. Yeah. So yeah, we should do well against Arizona. They're not a good defensive team. Um, and, and we should, we'll, we'll move the ball and we'll score points. Mm -hmm. And it looks like offensively, their offense is pretty middle of the pack. Um, they average 22 points a game, which as do we, uh, yeah. but we have played a couple of low scoring games, unfortunately. Um, and then kind of rushing offense and passing offense, 16th in the leagues, 18th in the league. Uh, so, you know, kind of middle of the pack, but yeah, like you said, what, what jumps off the little stat sheet here is that, yeah, they allow 368 yards a game, um, and 27 points, which puts them at 27th in the league. So I think yeah, this is another good game, uh, good evolution of, what we had just previously talked about of taking that next step with this, with, the, with our offense, um, you know, I'm just going to go out and say, I hope that the Niners score 30 points and I almost expect them to score 30 points. I want them to break that 30 point threshold one from a mentality standpoint and two uh, just to, you know, win a game and win it kind of comfortably. Uh, I think our defense is going to be able to shut these guys down and keep them under 22 20 20 points um uh, but i i want to see the the offense believe that they can you know break it open and yeah, Ray, i i i'm going to score 30 points every game and we sh i just feel with the talent that we have and we are loaded um we should score 30 points every game i'm disappointed when we don't so yeah i like that number two mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gearing for 30. I think everybody, uh, I think as a team, that's what they're looking for is uh, 30 plus points. And uh, if uh, it goes according to plan, our defense, we, we keep people to like under 20 points, you know, you know, I would love to see a 31 to 19 or something like that kind of game. And I think with this matchup um, and what we're going to put on the field, we have a very good chance at making that happen so it's gonna be gonna be fun and uh i just hope on first and second downs we throw the ball uh, i don't want to see two runs in a in a row i mean too often i think we'll, we'll we'll do more so that's my hope is the early downs we're we're going to the air a little bit and then we run the ball i mean we're going to run the ball really well but open it up a little bit more yeah and we'll put more points on the board Right. Yeah. This last game, we were about 60% run or a little bit more than 60% run and about 38% uh, pass. I hope it's a little bit more toward 50-50. I, I agree. Yeah. It doesn't have to be exactly 50-50, but what you want to do, and I think what you're trying to say is you want to keep the defense guessing. What's yeah. what, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, we it, were, it, it did seem that we, we kind of 
<laughs> we're Very telling them we're going to run the ball. And even we put some locker room, locker room material out there that, Hey, we want to run the ball this week. Um, and so the first half, the chargers, you know, they, they stuffed us on the run and they made us uh, go into these long third downs. And fortunately we were able to convert some of those. Uh, but I don't want it to be as, as um, obvious this week. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, what's interesting is we are a running team um, and, and the 49ers like to run the ball. But if you look at the first nine games, we've run 253 times. We've passed 279 times. It's really? almost even. So we average 28 runs a game and, and 31 passes. Um so I know Shanahan likes to, he, he wants to run 40 times a game, he just does. run the clock and, you know, but uh, anyway. Um, yeah. yeah well, and I mean, that, that's the thing. It is kind of a learning experience. I mean, that's interesting in the last, in the first nine games, but then <laughs> the, the, those nine games are not honestly indicative or representative of the team that we have right now. Um, so oh, it's, oh. it's one thing to say those, those games with Trey Lance or the one uh, game with Trey Lance, <laughs> the typhoon. Um, and then obviously the first bad game with Jimmy against a good Broncos defense. And then we get, um uh, what's his face we got christian mccaffrey but debo's hurt and now and, and elijah mitchell is hurt you know we're a totally different offense so i i'm so intrigued to see uh kind of what we make of this because yeah it's it's gonna be interesting i think the whole league is holding their breath right now yeah. odds makers everybody they they think holy cow if the niners can get it together uh right they, they can go on a run and carry that into how do you stop them yeah, yeah. Do you exactly stop them? yeah and, and we got a freaking top five defense at the same time so mm -hmm. uh, right we are and we've uh, had you know injuries people are coming back now but we've had 14 starters miss at least one game and you know so we're getting healthy we're we got McCaffrey um and, you know, we, we're going to start clicking. And on that fact, you know, we always mention injuries. Uh, great. Another great two weeks in a row. Um, no injuries to report. Uh, Danny Gray, as dad said, uh, rolled his ankle um, in or sprained his ankle. Rolled his ankle and, and warm-ups held him out of the game. Uh, and I actually didn't see the, the practice report today. I can't, was he a full participant or is he on the side? I don't um, know. I don't know. But, yeah. but obviously he's kind of our wide receiver five, uh, if you will. So not, not mm -hmm. big. He's, he's the speed guy, so he can spread the field. I'm anxious to see him ever since uh, Trey Lance hit him in the preseason with that long bomb. Awesome. You know, I thought that's what we're going to see, and we haven't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, it's coming. I know the league is is worried about the Niners. You hear people, I listen to sports radio a lot every day and, and, you know, everybody, the Niners are the one that can, you know, don't want to face them. Yep. Totally. Um, yeah. 
Should be good. So, all right, let's do some game um, score predictions. I will go first. I mentioned I want them to get to 30. I think they can get to 30. I'm going to say the Niners win 30 to 20. Okay, awesome. I'm thinking uh, 31 to 19. Okay. Well, we're, yeah. we're all close. I am going to say 30 to 17. Ooh. Okay. Niners. Nice. Nice. So, that is right. The sweet spot where they should be. I mean, it's where it should be defensively. And then offensively, I mean, we could rip the top off of it and even get, you know, in the mid mid thirties, you know, um, we have the capability. It is so fun. Like I said, it's like owning a new sports car and you just really haven't taken it on the track fully and know all that it can do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's very exciting, and our defense is is is, is stout. So I think it's all they're always going to be um, do very well uh, against uh, most offenses. So yeah, that sounds like a very very good prediction. I'm excited. No. I just want tomorrow. I don't want to wait till Monday. I know. I know Monday feels so far away. We record this on Wednesday nights. It's like, oh man, we gotta wait five more days. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, can't can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> as per usual, we always end our episodes with a story from Grandpa Mike. Uh, this one is is one of one of the best. I mean, I say that I think every single week, uh, but you know, grandpa, tell us about the time, you know, this is Cardinals week. So tell us about the time where you got to be up close and personal at a very key point in 49ers history. Okay. Well, since it's, we're playing in Arizona this weekend, um, I wanted to share a story about Steve Young and the last game that he played. Um, And for those of you that don't know Steve Young or didn't see him play. Um, and I mean, when I thought about it, I mean, he, this event happened in 1999 and that's 23 years ago. So anybody that's, you know, in their mid twenties that don't remember Steve Young, but so because of that, i just want to mention a couple of things. He was a spectacular player. Um, just lightning fast and one of the greatest athletes ever to really play quarterback. He was a superstar in high school. He was, he lived in Greenwich, Connecticut, and he lettered in all three major sports. He pitched a no hitter in baseball in high school. And he was an all American at BYU. He finished second in the Heisman trophy in 1983. And then in the NFL, he was, he actually was, he signed at the USFL. We won't go into that. The LA Express. LA Express, $40 million. And he probably got $3.12. But anyway, um, so yeah, he played with the LA Express. And then he his rights were, NFL rights were um, Tampa. And they had a terrible team and he just got slaughtered. Oh, yeah. So running for his life. Built, Bill Walsh grabbed him when Joe Montana started to, you know, get older and he knew he was going to have to replace him. It was just a brilliant move. Steve Young kind of sat on the bench for a couple of years, but I mean, he led 
the NFL in passing seven times. He was the MVP twice in 92 and 94, and he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So for our young listeners, he's he was phenomenal. And um, so my story is I worked for United Airlines and we flew the team. So I got to fly with the team a number of times, including this uh, fateful day in September of 1999. And it was the third game of the year. Um, we flew to Phoenix and I got to, it was really awesome because I, I'm with the team the whole time except for during the game, I sit in the stands. But so we left on a Saturday and you have a police escort when you land to the hotel. And I stayed with them in the hotel, you know, for two days and rode the buses to the game and had access to the locker room. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, the game was at ASU's uh, Sundable Stadium. It was a Monday night game. The Niners were a two-point favorite, and it was the third game of the season. Steve Mariucci was the coach. And in the second quarter, um, there was an all-out blitz, and Arninus Williams came in and hit Steve Young. The, our running back then was Lawrence Phillips, and he didn't even attempt to block him. He kind of watched him go by. And so anyway, Steve really, I mean, it was, he got hit like with a train and the game stopped and, you know, they got him off the field and I, and, and he didn't, he didn't come back, although he was on the sidelines, just begging Mariucci to come back in. I could see that. And so the Niners won the game 24 to 10. And afterwards I went in the locker room and I, you know, it, the way it works is after the final gun, um, one hour to the minute, the buses leave to the airport and two hours to the minute of the final gun, the flight leaves. So I go in the locker room and I wanted to just walk over by Steve Young and see how he was feeling, you know, talking, whether he was coherent or not. And he was actually talking to this blonde gal who turns out was his fiance. I didn't know it at that moment. L later, I learned that was his fiance and they they got married and have a bunch of kids today. Um, so anyway, I just went over and kind of stood next to him and listened to him talk. And he, he was fine. I was, so we fly home and I'm thinking he's fine. He'll play next week. He never played again. And he, you know, it's, it's these concussions. And, and Steve is a very smart guy. And he just, he probably could have played. I'm sure he could have. But he really weighed um, what the rest of his life would be like. And he wanted to enjoy his kids and his family. And so he never played again. And... Um, and the Niners went four and 12. So they went on an eight game losing streak. Wow. They won the next week at Tennessee and then they lost eight in a row without Steve Young. So, um, great player, great man. Um, and 
he, you know, retired early. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had had uh, multiple concussions up until that point, and that had been come an become an issue in his career. And I think after consulting with doctors and just kind of uh, the best medical advice at the time was, you know, they knew at that time that with each concussion, there was just more and more likelihood of more potential future um, repercussions uh, from a health perspective. So yeah, that was a tough, that was tough to see um, him go out that way. And who would have thought that would be his last game, you know, but um, the head injuries uh, just, they um, kind of add up and uh, it was time to call it quits yeah but great guy that's a great story and you were i mean you were there and that is uh a, a there, a moment most personal and yeah. today he's working with doctors at stanford university on concussions um mm -hmm. so he meets with these they're doing these studies and mm -hmm. always trying to improve things but mm -hmm. um and today you know we we see the the protocols when somebody gets hit hard and if the ref thinks that they're you know they've been they pointed out and the guy's got to come out of the game and and they go through the protocol so yeah. it's really improved um but anyway that was a little bit about steve young yeah and uh, unfortunately i know i was talking to grandpa today uh now, really, that I mean, I really think that is a huge moment in 49er history because, uh, you know, really since then we we've been to the Super Bowl, haven't won a Super Bowl, um, and yeah, I mean, just just a really really big moment. But mm -hmm. as I've well documented here, uh, big Niners fan, also big BYU fan. Once again, Steve Young is the kind of that that Venn diagram that overlaps my, my fanhood. So I love Steve, uh, love what he does. Uh, I was actually a student at the University of Utah and had an internship at Primary Children's Hospital. It's just kind of the top children's hospital in Utah. And his foundation, the Forever Young Foundation has a whole room there. Um, and there's you know, different memorabilia of Steve and he frequents um, there every now and then we'll do a kind of an, an event at Primary Children's and then one last story is my freshman year at BYU, Steve Young, who also owns a home. He lives, still lives out in Palo Alto, uh, but owns a home and has some horses in Provo, Utah, next to BYU. Um, he gave uh, essentially a, a devotional a talk um, at uh, a 4th of July kind of event. Um, and I went with my sister Jackie and we were like, should we kind of wait and see if we could get a picture with him? Uh, we'll, we'll just kind of see how it all shakes out. There are a lot of people there, but we just waited and waited and waited and kind of just hung out until finally uh, it was just, you know, probably 20, 30 people left. Uh, and the security guy kind of, it was in the Marriott Center, which is kind of BYU's basketball um, arena. Uh, he was kind of guarding the court. And, and we said, hey, is it okay if we just, you know, go say hi to Steve? And for some reason, the guy said, sure. <laughs> and so we went down there, uh, waited. He was talking to somebody and said, hey, Steve, uh, just, you know, could we get a quick picture? And I, I did say, Grandpa's a big fan. 
and um, took a picture with him. And I think grandpa, you still have that picture on um, uh, up in your house, which, do. Is, which is a, a classic, I do. but what a guy. But I think a little more of the story or at least the one I heard is that, you know, all of that happened, but you, you and Jackie almost left and your father said, you go take a picture for grandpa. Mm -hmm. so, I don't remember anyway. that. So that's good. Um, I'm yeah, sorry I left you out of that, Dad. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. I that's right. And I'm like, you guys got to do it. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Yes. So, well, and it's encouragement. It's a great picture. Yep. And a great memory. Really? He's a great guy. You know, yeah. we yeah. all read his book, you know, on his, uh, I guess, his biography, autobiography. And that was so good. Life so. behind the spiral. Yeah, if you haven't read yeah, that, I, must read it. It is. It is yeah, I, I, I've I've read it, and one of the things I remember <clears throat> about it was he he goes to BYU and he was number eight in the um <clears throat> yeah that um you know he was quarterback number eight in the depth squad. <clears throat> And he, he wanted to quit. He, he, you know, he wasn't practicing. And so he called his father in, in Connecticut and said, you know, this isn't good. Um, I'm going to quit. And his father said, he said, I'm going to quit and come home. And he said, well, where are you going to live? Because quitters don't live in this house. Yeah. He said, you, so, you can quit, but you can't come home. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you can't come home yeah so you go find a place to live if you're going to quit yeah. and then he so it was also interesting that the quarterback before him <clears throat> sorry to the young people that are listening to this the quarterback before steve young at byu was jim mcmahon and mm -hmm. he learned how to throw yeah. from mcmahon That's steve was very accurate very accurate but yeah, he's he's quite a guy, and and it was was a great player, and he he was a great runner. He gained over four thousand yards running. He was very fast, so unusual for a quarterback to run like that. Now today, there's a number of them, but when he played, there wasn't. <clears throat> well, and what's always weird um, to see in the NFL because you don't see it very often. He was a lefty. Um, Mm -hmm. And Jerry Rice talked about how the ball would spin different uh, when he would catch it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was you know, something that he, he was always known for, too, as being that lefty, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, all right. Last point. Um, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, just as we were talking, I looked up because I know the Niners have a great record on Monday Night Football. Steve Young's yeah. record on Monday Night Football, 19 and six. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, so not, not surprising that he's working for for ESPN on their Monday night football squad now, but, um, yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, let me All just right. touch on that for a second, Josh. Just okay. Two, two more little quick things. So Monday night, the Niners have, they've played 80 games. They've won 51 and they're num they're second in wins on Monday night. Pittsburgh has 54. The Niners have 51. So, um, you know, Monday night, you, it, 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 you, you can only play three of those a year. If you're a great team, um, it's a privilege to be on there. It's the national stage. It's still, 
you know, a big deal. Um, lots of people watch it. So I hope we play a great game and really um, come of age and show off our, our talent in front of a national audience. Yeah, can't wait. All right, well, yeah. that'll do it for another episode of 49ers Family. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of our family. Uh, if you have any feedback, questions, hit us up at 49ersfamilypodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.